0: And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. I am the Media
1: Masochist! And here I am, once again, taking one on the chin for the team. I'm going to tell you this Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Stick and now, your introducing your host, me, the guy who eats shit and tells you what it tastes like. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you. Hello and welcome to The Media Masochist. I am Chris Honeywell, your host, and it's the the post-end-of-the-world spectacular. I guess it's spectacular, yeah. Um, It's been, you know, before I get started, it's been over a year since I put out A Media Masochist, Um, and the last one I put out wasn't even a proper Media Masochist, it was... I'm not saying it was bad, it was it was a Christmas mixtape that you could put in at a, at a party to ruin Christmas for, you know, at, a, at an office party or something like that. Fun, but not a proper media masochist episode, so now we have one, and I've got, just so you know, some, some more on the docket. Um, I've actually watched the movie Black Devil Doll from Hell. And uh, that episode, I'll probably have a special guest on on with me. Uh, it's a particularly painful movie. Uh, let's see, what else can I think of off the top of my head? I got a whole folder full and Notebook for where I wrote down a bunch, and then there's a whole bunch that, God, I don't remember. But um, I know somebody, I don't know who, maybe they can uh, refresh my memory, suggested The Blue Lagoon, which I've never seen, Thankfully. Um, I know my pal Bubba Beasley in 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 the UK is Gonna send me some Turkish delight when I get around to watching Turkish Star Wars, which I should do Soon enough because I want to try I've never had Turkish delight before and I've never seen Turkish Star Wars I've seen Turkish spider-man and Turkish ET, but never Turkish Star Wars, so that will be a quote-unquote treat uh let's see what else oh yeah um in in trying to put this episode together I sort of had a different idea for this episode at first when I when I first was conceiving it and I, I thought I would try to find the worst end of the world movie ever you know and I was looking around for it and I, I don't maybe I didn't phrase my request correctly or well but I, I got a lot of um... Um uh, more post-apocalyptic or stuff that takes place, you know, years after the earth is has uh, has been destroyed, you know, sort of uh, a Mad Max style. stuff set in a in a completely, you know, post-apocalyptic. And I, what I really wanted was a movie that portrayed the death of the Earth. Boom, this is the meteor hitting. You know something like Armageddon or um, 2012 which I have seen and is a fucking terrible movie but you know something like that something where you see the earth just get taken down you know but a a really horrible one and we were having trouble finding anything like that but somebody suggested uh, your hunter from the future which is one I've been I've heard of for years, and uh, upon you know the the mention of it, I went and watched a few clips on on YouTube, and oh boy, and so I I actually downloaded your Hunter from the Future, but then um, my trusty rusty um, Macintosh computer um, turned into a paperweight. So I have to, I have to re-download that, but your Hunter of the Future is definitely on the docket in the near future, and, uh, keep those requests coming, I know I'm an asshole, and, uh, you know, we'll forget your, we'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that, and then I forget about it, but just keep, have patience with me, Jesus. Um, you know, it's, it's been a year since the episodes, but, you know, what the hell do you want me to do? Do you want me to, to justify why I'm not torturing myself? So, uh, just expect more in the future, I I won't give any specific dates because I'm an asshole. So anyway, post-end-of-the-world media masochist, what do we got today? I've watched, a, I, I've watched, I want to say I watched a few things for this, but this episode sort of spans decades and decades of end-of-the-world stuff and and i'm not really gonna go into movies that that show the end of the world i I sort of scrapped that idea and went into more of the realm of movies that predict the end of the earth because those are so much better because then you know and and for the movie or or whatever for whoever's predicting the end of the earth It's no good to predict it, you know, 200 years in the future, 300 years in the future. Nobody really gives a shit when you do that because, um, yeah, you're gonna be dead, you know? You're gonna be dead, your kids are gonna be dead, your grandkids are gonna be dead, whatever, and it's never gonna be proven, you know? You got your nostril dumbasses and stuff like that who are, you know, predicting centuries in the future, supposedly, but we won't even get into nostril dumbass. I fucking hate Nostril Dumbass What I've done is I've sort of condensed decades of watching all this crap into two sort of, two videos one of them which is a definite movie with a beginning and a middle and the end and the other one is something I found on YouTube that was just a very indicative video of what you find on YouTube So this Media Masochist, this covers movies, TV Oh, the goddamn internets, you know, Facebook, face, and, um, well, you know, I don't want to jump ahead on, 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 on that, because Facebook had nothing to do with the first movie we got here, and the first movie, I, I figured I'd go back to something that was around the time when I was a lot younger, and that was, uh, now I didn't get to see this, so this movie didn't actually get to scare the shit out of me, but it really wanted to, and it had commercials like this one that really scared the shit out of me
0: man is faced by unprecedented perils threatened to send him in crashing into extinction now from hal lindsey's incredible best-selling book comes the film which explores the terrifying prophecies of the revelations is our planet truly in mortal peril the late great planet earth featuring orson wells
1: The Late Great Planet Earth from Hal Lindsey's incredible best-selling book starts Friday at your theater. Look for this ad. Rated PG from Pacific International. And yes, I'm talking about the Late Great Planet Earth. For for you young'uns out there, the Late Great Planet Earth was a book that came out in 1970 by Hal Lindsey. And it was basically the first sort of paperback book. Uh, When it came out in paperback, it looked like a lot of the ancient astronauts books and the flying saucer books that were coming out around the same time. It had a very colorful, bright cover, you know, the late great planet Earth. But this one was uh, from a biblical perspective. So it was revelations. It was, you know, when when is revelations going to happen? When is the Antichrist going to come and And the tribulations and all the you know all the stuff marking the end of end of the world, and Hal Lindsey was pretty sure. Now he was hedging his bets because he pretty much put it in the 80s. So that gave him a nice 10 year swath of when when all the shit would go down, but it would end, you know, in in the final battle between good and evil. In those days, that was one of the classical end of the earth type of scenario uh, there, there were really two that were the, the the big ones and those were nuclear war and some sort of biblical antichrist prophecy you know the omen type stuff that's this was a time when uh, when uh, supernatural satanic horror movies were with satanic cults and devil worshippers were were a, were a big deal it's a post-manson thing who is and Manson was also an end of the world predictor you know that was all his stuff was based on the end of the world so what the fuck so before the piggies get us we'll get them anyway according to all this biblical prophecy in the late great planet earth it was all happening in the 80s you know a good decade in the future and the movie didn't come out till after the book had been out for nine years. I think the movie came out in 1979. So it was coming out just before the end. Just before the end. The 80s. <laughs> the time of tribulation. And um, it was, as, as you heard earlier, the TV was just full of ads for it. And I don't know if the movie was a hit. I think it probably was because... It was like one of those sun classic pictures where it was not very expensive. It had, well, <laughs> it had Orson Welles, which is gravitas. But it, in it, at this time in history, yeah, Orson Welles wasn't at his peak. He was still Orson Welles. He still had that voice. But, you know, he was the massive, you know, um... <laughs> sort of, um, Marlon Brandoy Orson Welles, you know, who had a taste for wine, and, uh, yeah, this was definitely in his wine period, um...
0: Turn camera! Marks. 102, take one. With overlap, action, please! Action Orson, awesome, please. You just do
1: anything?
0: No, it's a, Sorry, cut. Yeah, rolling.
1: 102, take two. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson...
0: 102
1: take 3 Action please ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence There is a California champagne by Paul Masson inspired by that same French excellence It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne it's vintage dated so Paul- and you can hear a bit of the 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 Orson Welles wine, wine slur. Not as bad as that last clip we just heard. But you can hear a little bit of... You can hear a little thickness in his voice. And I gotta tell you, if I were him, I'd be having a little drinky poo too in the trailer in between takes of this. There's a lot of... Lot of, lot of recreations of old... Biblical times and prophecies and stuff. Not as much, you know... Of the exciting stuff that you would really want to see, you know, the Antichrist taking over and his minions, you know, salting the earth and and the the horsemen coming riding through the sky and stuff like that. It's a lot of people in sandals and, and robes running around in the desert and doing a little bit. And then as the bit ends, the camera pans off to the side and we'll see Orson Welles standing there in a suit telling us what's going on with you know, a stern, gravitas-laden voice, it's really, really, really dull. At the time, this stuff was quite exciting. I think maybe a a lot of it had to do with, uh, like, The Exorcist was a big movie at that time, so people were really into it, but... I guess maybe the dullness gives it an air of being academic and therefore more accurate or something like that, possibly. I don't know. But uh, I was sorely disappointed because I thought there would be some good scenery chewing by Orson. There's some scenery chewing by the bad actors who portray, you know, they spent all their budget on Orson, and I have a feeling he wasn't that expensive to begin with. So, yeah, very, very, um, very, very, very disappointing. Insofar as it wasn't, it was only painful in a in a in a dull way, and not in a torturous way, which is what I'm striving for in this show. Another thing I forgot to mention was there's a third. There was a third type of end of the world movie and scenario during this time, but it was didn't show up as much and it was never successful in a movie sense. And that was the ecological uh, disaster, you know, the slow uh, starvation or something, where you ended up with movies like um, um, Soylent Green or Silent Running, stuff like that, you know, uh, message movies. Because so, when you did those, you, it, they couldn't, A, an ecological disaster. Is pretty boring, you know. This the slow degradation of water and farmlands and stuff like that. It takes decades for that to happen, and it just doesn't make a good fire and brimstoney movie. And it also reeks of just being a message film and and preachy. So, th- not that not that that wasn't a thing then too. So there was plenty of preachiness then. So you got you got a couple movies here and there, but they just didn't have the punch of nuclear war or you know Christ coming down to reclaim his throne from the antichrist yeah you know so we're going to bring it back up to modern days because that's hey it's new year's eve on on the cusp of 2013 10 days ago we were supposed to be you know a pile of dog shit or or whatever was was um was predicted Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's 2012 and we need more than just, you know, biblical prophecy or a nuclear war to get us going now. We got, we need more exciting scenarios. So we got, we've got different prophecy now. We've got the Mayan prophecy and uh, I gotta tell you, I've been hearing about this goddamn mind prophecy for since high school. I remember sitting around at a friend's house who will re- remain named to protect the innocent, um, whose parents were hippies, and um, they, th- every once in a while we would go over there and his parents would, s- would smoke a little pot with us and, and his mom would make us pizza and, and they would play us old hippie music and it was quite exciting. And one time we were over there, and my friend noticed that they had a big Mayan calendar on the wall, and he asked him about it. They said, "That's the Mayan calendar, man," and you know, and it and it runs out in 2012, and we were just like, "Dude, you're kidding me? No way!" Oh yeah, dude. and you know, so this uh, this Mayan calendar stuff has been, I want to say it's been going on since the 60s, but I guess it's been going on since the Mayans. But the, the the problem with it is, is the Mayans didn't make it to be that, you know, there's, ask, ask any archaeologist you happen to see. Um, there's, there's plenty of other stuff that they've discovered that the Mayans had, had talked about in those days with dates spanning way into like the 4000s or stuff. So they definitely didn't plan on that being the end of the world. It was the end of a cycle in their in their in their calendar but sometimes somehow somebody some new age new age person picked up on that and wrote a book about it and made a lot of money and it and it sort of caught on so since the 60s there's been that sort of like 2012 thing and 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 back when i was in in the 80s in in uh high school that seemed a long way off a long 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 way off so That made it more plausible, I guess, (laughs) that it could possibly happen because, hey, it's in the future, it's 2012. So there's been all this time for people to talk about it, and of of course it's been, in the last few years, um, culminating in pop culture with that stupid 2012 movie. You know, I, I on a serious note. For the last, I, I don't know how many conversations I've had in the last decade, where, um, you know, I've been talking to somebody and we were we were saying, you know, in two thousand and twelve. You know, I don't think there's anybody I I know and hang around with who is really expecting the world to end in two thousand and twelve. But there, there would be a concern about what the crazy people were gonna do you know that the people who really got into it was was there gonna be some sort of hail thing some sort of you know mass suicide where people threw themselves into a volcano or you know that every psychopath in the world would choose 2000, you know, December 21st, 2012 to do their horrible deed, whatever it was, their, their thing. And, you know, right around that time, we got two, we got, um, the Connecticut shooting, we got shooting in, uh, Oregon, I believe. And right in my backyard, literally, I, I could ride my bike there from here. Not, not really right now because, in, in um, it's kind of snowy out, but you you know what I'm saying. Um, we had a guy who uh, set fire uh, set fire to a house and then shot the firefighters when they came, and he eventually shot himself too, and you know left a crazy note about how he was gonna do what he did best, killing people. And then it got even crazier because in the Westboro Baptist Church was supposed to show up, so. There was a little bit of... I don't want to say a little... I don't want to minimize the craziness of the school shooting or this incident here in Rochester. Any any kind of thing like that. But compared to what I kind of expected, maybe I have low expectations for humanity, but I expected every crazy or person who just wanted to get attention, this would be... The, the time to do it you know to sow chaos and here we are 10 days after that date and we got away pretty light I mean we got some craziness but it's your normal American craziness pretty much it's your unfortunately it's your your normal American shooting mass killing nothing particularly apocalyptic with it or nothing either to With any of these to tie in with 2012 none of the killers were you know left a screed behind about how they were going to do this before the 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 mayan apocalypse manifested so um that 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 that, this gets us to the other movie quote-unquote movie i watched which i'm not even gonna call it a movie i'm just gonna call it youtube (laughs) i've watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of millions of videos on YouTube or other, you know, on the internets and and read on websites all the predictions of What's gonna happen? You know, I mean, I I I, I found a movie. It's a good hour 45 minutes almost two-hour movie. That's just called like 2012 end-of-the-world predictions or something like that i'm gonna actually if you go to the two true freaks um facebook page i can post the whole movie up there so i'll have the whole movie clipped in in, and put up there for you to watch for what it's worth it's it was sort of uh greatest hits of recent end-of-the-world theories so it had it was just somebody had compiled a whole bunch of these these clips and put them in and Frankly, I I, I don't know if they're the best of them. I guess for the media masochists, they should be the worst. But they were a good general, generic sort of representation of what we've been looking at at the last few years for the end of the world, which mostly has been Mayan prophecy related, but a lot of people just take their general idea of how the world's gonna end their picture of it and they just say okay, it's gonna happen on December 21st, 2012. Um, and I, there, you know, there's some people that I wish I'd thrown in this video. This video has everything. It's got the um, a lot on Nibiru, which is this mysterious planet that holds the Anunnaki people, who are a warlike reptilian race. And every, I believe it's 3,000. Or, no, it's 3,600 years. Every 3,600 years, Nibiru has this bizarre orbit where it comes into close, close contact with Earth. Not hitting us, but getting close enough that it screws the hell out of everything. You know, earthquakes and and all that. And uh, pretty much we'll wipe will wipe the slate clean and then we start over again. That was at least on youtube the dominant manifestation of what was supposed to happen on 2012 you know other people had other ideas or you know i mean I, l- let me just give a list of of what could have of killed us on 10 days ago we have N- uh, obviously nibiru um and from nibiru we have reptilians or the anunnaki or whether they're one and the same It could be the breach in our magnetic field. It could be, uh, comets or comet, uh, solar flares triggered by planetary convergences on the 21st, earthquakes, um, subsequent tsunamis, a pole shift, whether it's a magnetic pole shift where just the magnetic field flips around and screws everything up, or other theories were the whole crust of the earth spins around upside down and that would pretty much make mincemeat of everybody um uh nuclear war um running out of oil hyperinflation a black hole volcanoes global warming uh global ice age any million kinds of plagues alien invasion whether it be greys or the anunnaki since they're so close coming by to check on us and maybe eat a few of us it's it's just it's just mind-boggling how how many of them and and they're all pretty much everything i mentioned there is squashed in this hour and 45 minutes in some ways along with some religious um ranting and raving too from from various religions but I wish they'd included one of my favorites is this guy, Bill Tapley, who calls himself Third Eagle of the Apocalypse and Co-Prophet of the Apocalypse, and he uses numerology to predict the end of the the world, and and he was a big Nibiru Planet X predictor who is changing his tune to, like I never said it was December 21st, 2012 that Nibiru was coming. But he's a numerologist, which means he takes numbers that he randomly sees and and you know, adds them up to prove that biblical prophecy is being enacted. One of his recent videos was great, um, where he was showing how the Gagnum style video was predicting the the coming of the Antichrist and the the subsequent battle between good and evil. One thing you'll notice about a lot of these videos, especially the New Age ones, and the New a- the New Age world was split. The New a- the, the the proper New Age world. Views 2012 slightly more correctly (laughs) by saying oh yes the Mayans weren't saying that's the end of the world it's just the end of an age but it's the coming of a new age so they had a sort of almost is the revelation tribulations type of thing where or a rapture almost kind of thing where all of a sudden on on December 21st, 2012, the universe was going to change vibrational levels or change humans' vibrational levels. So somehow we were going to get, it sounds like our evolution was going to get a little kick in the ass. So, you know, when this wave comes over, there would be this huge rising of human consciousness and and world peace and a new change, a new structure to life and and all that and uh, Well, I'm looking out my well. I'm looking at the window <laughs> And it looks it's normal. It's nice and snowy. There's no um, People aren't joined hands and songs or being pricks just like as usual, but at the same time I'm also not looking out into a ruinous heap full of smoldering rubble either so uh the new age people had a a good way of covering their ass with that with with um the the theory I, i heard this one woman and i wish i could remember her name and find the video where she was talking about this you know worldwide global consciousness raising basically what she was saying and then a lot of people seemed to sort of pick up on it and it was the it became the rule of thumb that's sort of how it works in new age land is uh, that this 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 wave would go over the earth and and people would rise in consciousness. But if you weren't ready for it, you weren't even going to notice it because all the people that rose in consciousness are going to be on in a completely different dimension. So their their reality actually branches off from yours. So they'll still be there. But it's just the non-raised version of them. Meanwhile, there's a version of them somewhere in another universe flying cosmically through space like Doctor Strange or some shit like that. So it's a very convenient thing where they can just go, ah, you see, but it happened, you just weren't ready. Or you were ready, but some part of you, you know, ascended while the rest of- while another part of you stayed. (laughs) Whatever. Bullshit 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 and then another phrase you're gonna hear a lot in here is um um according to noted author lecture as soon as you hear according to noted author lecture you know you're about to get bullshit just shoveled onto your plate just a big pile of bullshit noted author lecture what the hell does that mean you know are they scientists maybe (laughs) could he be uh, a fry cook more likely um, uh, a, a name you'll hear a lot of times and, and uh, that's why I noted it here on my notes was author lecturer David Wilcox who claims to be the reincarnation of uh, another soothsayer type guy, uh, Edgar Casey, and uh, whenever you hear um, somebody ta- backing up one of their theories of the end of the earth with information from noted author-lecturer David Wilcox. Yeah, that's not a citation of <laughs> real information. And when you hear if, uh, yeah, go go watch David Wilcox on YouTube and tell me if it doesn't seem like everything he says is just reeks of charlatan. Anyway, and and all this reminds me of back in 1987, there was supposed to be a harmonic convergence where everybody around the world was all the, the people who are into meditation were going to meditate and um and and bring up the, the vibrational level of the world and I was just reading today it seems that uh, that was all based on Mayan calendar stuff too and was gonna they've been doing them ever since supposedly all culminating with this year and ah, just has not panned out so yeah i'm 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 sorry if if anybody out there is disappointed that that, that I'm not making this podcast you know <laughs> with a with a chisel and a hammer onto a rock somewhere you know for for any possible survivors or 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 perhaps evolved cockroaches to read in the future but um yeah that's I I always wonder about that. Why why the end of the world is so popular in in people's minds? And it, it, I think a lot of it is it sort of lets you off the hook. It lets us off the hook as as humans to uh, to everything, to every bad thing we did. It doesn't matter. Here comes the meteor. We're dead. Um, it's. It's kind of a it's 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 kind of a cop out. But at the same time it's hilarious because the date always comes and goes and you always end up with a handful of people. Sometimes you end up with some dead people dead on cots in their new Nike sneakers, you know, to go ride ha- Hail bop. But usually you end up with just some really embarrassed, you know, dumbass cult leader going, Oh well, you know, my predictions were off. Uh the yeah, well, you know, um, we're, re- we're recalculating right now. and we're just, uh, Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, so um, I'm going to wrap this up by just going through sort of uh, greatest hits of some of the end-of-the-world predictions that, uh, that I've ha- been happening through my lifetime and some of the um, end-of-the-world predictions that we're going to have to look forward to in the future. So here we go. since i was born in 1968 we're not going to look at anything um anything before that because well it doesn't matter i wasn't born although there's you know i mean we, we, we the end of the world predictions go backwards beyond thousands of years before the the life of christ there were people predicting the end of the earth so we we're, we're going to start around 68 era and uh Oh well, we got 1969 as I as stated earlier Charles Manson and he was that he was predicting a big race war and was trying through murdering people to somehow bring this race war about it was uh, unclear how that was actually supposed to 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 happen but dude you had to be there man 1973 we had David Berg the leader of the Children of God cult um they were a kind of really creepy, sexy, Manson-y cult where, you know, they, they used young girls that would go flirty fishing to uh, get new recruits and, and you know, if you, if you got deep enough into it, like a lot of these cults, like anything... You know, it, you, and, and you were, especially if you were a pretty girl, you found out really the whole reason for the existence of this cult were for, say, in this case, David Berg to get his knob slobbed. Um, 1975, the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, predicted that was uh, pretty much the end of the world. Now, this was, I think, about the third end of the world prediction in the last couple decades by the Jehovah's Witnesses. 1982, here's a familiar face. Uh, Pat Robertson was, was um, in 1976. He was thinking 1982 would pretty much be the, uh, the end for everybody. Uh, 1984, this was the year that everybody was just like, ew, this is when oppression sets in because of the George Orwell book. We had another Jehovah's Witness uh, <laughs> end of the world that um, obviously, as all of these, we will see, did not come to be. Uh, Hal Lindsay, as we said, had 1980 through 1989. Now we're getting into some of the more modern age. And this is uh, uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, who's... Uh, yeah, a lot of people have heard of her. She's another bullshit artist. Um, this was kind of a throwback. She was being kind of re- retro. She was, she was saying we were going to get destroyed by a nuclear war in 1990. Yeah... 1991 was the year that Louis Farrakhan uh, said we were going to bite the big one. Um, of course, he's the leader of Nation of Islam and former Calypso singer and, and just general kook. Um, 1993, David Berg was back. He was saying the second coming was going to happen in 1993. 1994, oh, look, it's the Jehovah's Witnesses again. Nineteen ninety nine was, of course, one of the huge. In two thousand, are like the hugest years of end of the world predictions because they're the turning of a millennium, and uh, you know, right back to the times of Nostril Dumbass. A lot of the interpretations of his prediction were saying nineteen ninety nine, uh, and similar to Nostril Dumbass was the amazing Criswell, who was just this awful TV magician slash psychic who used. Has been trounced by the amazing Randy A million times um, Charles Berlitz of all people uh, The author of the Bermuda Triangle Was picking 1999 as, as his year uh, Hal Lindsey sort of readjusted And, and um, figured that would be A, a, a good time for, a, for and, yeah, Just knock it ahead an extra decade And, and we'll see how that works and um, 2000, of course, pff, you know, how can how can you compete with Y2K? That was that was the big one. Uh, I had a friend who uh, worked for a big corporation, and he was put in charge of trying to figure out what would happen to their computers on Y2K. And he and his team decided that it was going to be just a total meltdown, and went to a panic to their their bosses and said, look, we've got to totally revamp this whole thing. And, and the bosses said, ah, we just choose to ignore it. And his brain about exploded. He thought that that was that. And absolutely nothing happened. Um, Jerry Falwell uh, predicted 2000 again as uh, as one of the days. Um, almost a, a prediction, not prediction, where Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins they were uh, the authors of Um, the Left Behind books, and if you haven't read, if you're a masochist like me and you haven't read at least the first couple Left Behind movies and watched the first two Kirk Cameron starring movies, then you're really denying yourself some prime, prime torture. Isaac Newton predicted that 2000 would be when the, when the, um, when the Jesus would come back, um... Ruth Montgomery, another psychic, was saying that the Earth's axis was going to shift and then the the, the Antichrist would reveal himself. Um, Edgar Casey was another one of the more famous psychics and, uh, of course, reincarnated as noted author-lecturer David Wilcox. Um, the Reverend Sun Young Moon was on the 2000 um, bandwagon. Ed Dobson, who is just an idiot. Um, and once again, the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Pat Robertson was back again in 2007, and um, figured that was uh, a good day for uh, a good day to die. Really, nothing else between you know 2007 and 2012 that was really exciting. Uh, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, one of the great sort of mystical orders had 2010 as their end date yeah not really until the every everybody was sort of holding back till the mayan calendar everybody wanted to jump onto 2012 so um we're gonna go to some of the future ways we're gonna die uh now i was told today or was it today it was today or yesterday by listener bill robinson that around 2040 there's supposed to be some sort of big meteor that could probably hit us at you know, is is way too big to burn up in the atmosphere. So that's something to look forward to. Uh Gene Dixon the psychic has got twenty twenty down. as Armageddon now is her new adjusted time. One for twenty twenty one and that's another return of Jesus. Myself, as far as future predictions go, I really you know, I really hold out for the scientific ones. You know, you know, five billion years in the future that's when the sun's gonna turn into a red giant, you know, thus making the earth dust. actually, you know it's gonna be millions of years before that that it will be too hot for us to live here anyway. or you know um, you know trillions of years in the future, hundreds of trillions of years in the future where the galaxy dies or the the universe dies those those. I like those kind of predictions for Armageddon. Those make sense. Those are also nice because they happen at mind-bogglingly incomprehensible amounts of time in the future that we don't have to worry about. But, yeah, here it is. It's, It's almost 2013, and we're still here. I hope you guys aren't too disappointed, but the good news is There are plenty of horrifyingly awful movies to look forward to in the future. So until then, keep gouging out your eyes with Rusty Forks. Um, We'll wrap it up with a little tune by Barry McGuinn, the classic Eve of Destruction, where you can actually hear the insanity at the edges of his voice. Enjoy. Exploding Violence flaring Bullets loading You're old enough to kill But not for voting You don't believe in war Boards and gun you're toting And even the Jordan River has Bodies floating
0: You can sponsor an episode of this Or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows Simply click the PayPal link On our website Donate any amount at all Tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf. And you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website www.2TrueFreaks.Libsyn.com 2 True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite 2 True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you.
1: <laughs> I can't twist the truth. It knows no regulation. Handful of senators don't pass legislation. Visit
0: our website at 2truefreaks.lipsen.com. 2 True Freaks is always spelled T W O T R U E F R E A K S. Libson is spelled L I B S Y N. You can email two true freaks directly at two true freaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find two true freaks on Facebook. Just search for two true freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network.
1: You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where
0: you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts, for more information, visit comicbooknoise.com/league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Hello, Lee. Listen to your man. Now listen to me. Now listen to your man. Now listen to me. Sadly, he isn't me. But if he stopped downloading lame-ass podcasts and switched to two true freaks, he could learn to sound like me. Look down. Back up. Where are you? You're on the Enterprise with a man your man could sound like. What's in your hand? Back at me. I have it. It's a long box filled with comics that you love. Look again. The comics are now episodes. Anything is possible when your man listens to two true freaks and not lame-asses. I'm on a tauntaun.